Sorry, we're closed. All right, guys, welcome back. Another episode of Sorry We're Closed, possibly the most anticipated episode of Sorry We're Closed, as not only one brother has gone viral this past weekend or this past week, but both brothers have gone viral in very different worlds. <laughs> Some people, people must be like, there's no way these two guys are related. <laughs> yes. So, so with that being said, um, let's start with you, Sean. Uh, Sean, I let I want I want to start this off. Sean, it's, wait, are we doing a question of the day? No, we're we're bailing. Question of the day is stale. Bail, we bail, we bail. We're bailing on it. I, I just haven't I haven't loved any of the questions I've come up with, and I just don't want to keep doing it just to do it. So for right now, it's bailed. If you guys listening at home want me to keep doing it, uh, come up with some fucking questions. I don't say. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anywho, um. I want to start with your TikTok, Sean. Uh, when I left for Las Vegas, how many TikTok followers did you have? Well, I don't know exactly when you left for Las Vegas, but well, it had to be around the same time. Well, mm-hmm. I left for Ocean City, right? Oh, we left yep. on the same day. I left on Thursday. And so did I. Yeah, so Thursday. So let's put it this way. On Wednesday, when I went to sleep, I had... 5,200, 5,000, 5,200 and something. Okay. Uh, and and just to, to, to recap before we get into the, the nuts and crannies, that's not it. Um, nooks. <laughs> nooks and crannies. How many followers do you have as of this recording? As of this exact moment, I'm at the last I checked was 19.1 thousand. 19.1,000. And I'm, I, I do expect to be at 20 by day's end based on the number. Possibly the end of this episode. I mean, based on the last two hours of my life, I, that, that is very possible. So now, this is, you know, this is TikTok. And me and you have preached on this show before that TikTok is where a lot of people need to be, regardless of the industry that you're in. I'm actually currently pitching other companies uh, to be somewhat of a brand ambassador to them because they're not taking advantage of TikTok. Um, and I think I can do that for them. Um, but regardless of all that, uh, we've, been t- we've been talking about TikTok for God knows how long. Um, and like I said, both brothers have gone viral this past week and a half, two weeks or so. Very different worlds. We're going to start with you, Sean. Uh, you're in the business world, the entrepreneur type, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Gary V, uh, deploying empathy at scale, um, all of those things in that kind of TikTok world. Uh, what was the post that got, went she viral? Because obviously it's good content, so we might as well say it, talk about it here. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> the post was, so I saw, I saw a video, a, a, a TikTok by Ray Dalio. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know who Ray Dalio is, he is the billionaire founder of Bridgewater Associates. And my understanding was that they are the biggest hedge fund in the world. Uh, a lot of people on TikTok like to tell me that that might not be the case. Is it BlackRock, which I don't know if it's a hedge fund, but um, is it BlackRock? And there was another one that everybody kept spitting out there as being bigger. But nonetheless, it's humongous. So big, in fact, that uh, their alpha fund cannot invest into the market uh, without much research because when that inf- that when that fund invests, it's so big that it will move the entire market. And that's, that could be problematic for the investors and other people, obviously. Uh, so I see, I see this, uh, and he's using the green screen effect. 
And I, I was, I was, I was struck by the fact that this billionaire who could do whatever the hell he wants uh, is using the green screen effect on TikTok. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I, I got on, I stitched it. And uh, I said, like, look, like, this is crazy. People like, do you understand, uh, like, how, like, valuable this is that this guy is, like, trying to, he's going to this effort to help you when he could be doing anything he wants in the world. Uh, and last I checked, it was, like, 750,000 views or something on this, on this, po on this post. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that people, I mean, the comments went crazy. There's like a thousand comments on this post uh, and people are losing their mind on, you know, a variety of different points. Most of most of the comments are revolving around how this guy's a billionaire and he can't possibly care about the average Joe's, which I think is disheartening. I think it's naive. I think it's ignorant. Um, and you've paid no attention to Ray Daly over the last 10 years, if that's what you believe. Um unless he's part of some big conspiracy that's even over my head. And in that case, like, there's nothing I can do anyway, so screw it. But so, yeah, that one, that one post probably gained me 12,000 followers. Uh, if, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, you know, adding it up roughly. And then we've got a couple new ones here that I posted in the last 24 hours uh, that are, are going, or, you know, there's one in particular that's gotten about 50,000 views today, um and that one's that one's going great and then there's you know starting to pick up steam with the other ones and now i'm getting followers of the people in my community uh that are really starting to push out and now people are looking at my stories i'm getting comments on all my posts and it's the cool thing about tiktok is it's like a compounding effect like it's just like your stuff is kind of always out there and they're they'll like kind of drip it out over time so yeah it's been it's been it's been it's been great it's been crazy i mean you can't even imagine i've I've spent the last probably four years of my life trying to get uh, from 4,700 followers on Instagram to 5,000. And I'm, I'm at 4,721. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's just stupid what's happening over there. Yeah. I mean, this is, and this is what we love about TikTok. I actually have a new uh, trick that I think is, it could be helpful to our algorithm purposes. Obviously, the best thing you can do is just post things people like, which you clearly have done. Um, and gaining traction in, in tic on TikTok, um, it's, been, it's been huge. And, like, and the reason why I wanted to start here and not quite start with Las Vegas um, is I think we have a, we're gonna, this is going to be one of our most listened to podcast episodes because of both of us uh, and what we've done over the past week or so. Um, and I think based off of what you went viral for and what I went viral for, both parties are coming here thinking we're pretty good at business. You know what I'm saying? You went viral for actual business content. I went viral for things that make people believe that I've done well in business. So um, it's, it's, it's worth mentioning and worth talking about the business aspect of our lives. Although we, we tend to – we talk a lot of sports, but that's just kind of what we love. Uh, but, you know – a lot of what we do, 99% of what we do is this type of stuff. And then every now and again, you know, you, well, not every now and again, for 12 Saturdays a year, you are watching the West Virginia football, <laughs> West Virginia Mountaineers, non-negotiable. I am a little bit more negotiable on the Red Sox, but I will say I probably do watch 12 a year, um, just not 162. 
uh, like a lot of my Red Sox fans would like me to do. Um, but so now, what's the post this morning that was that's fifty thousand? So I posted one of, like one of my stories that I tell in my business is how like when my business was when I was having a hard time and like things were not going really well. I was like trying, I was, you know, me, you know, me, I read all these books and take seminars and courses and coaches and I'll do anything to figure it out. And it is tough. Like I, I built a business from thin air nothing. Uh, so it's hard to kind of, kind of get there. And so there's a, there's a show called undercover billionaire on discovery plus. Uh, and it is like, so Grant Cardone was one of the guys they had on there. You've probably seen that. And basically what they do is they drop a, they drop a, a billionaire into a random town in America. Uh, they change their name. They give them a uh, hundred bucks, empty cell phone and a beat up pickup truck and say, go. And they're, they're tasked with building a million dollar business in 90 days. And what's so cool is, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, like it's, they're documenting literally everything that they do. Like the first night they're sleeping in their car. Uh, one of the cool things was one of the billionaires, she, she knew, I didn't know this, that if it says like in like a, like, so it would be like the, you know, Linkroft in, right. Apparently that meant that that means that there's a, there's like rooms for rent above and you can go up and, and, and rent space up there. So she, that's where she was staying for like 20 bucks a night. It was crazy. Uh, so all they, they go through the 90 days and they document it all. And all three of them built, they successfully built a million dollar business. Grant Cardone actually built a $5 million business. Uh, and I'm telling the story of how like eye opening that was to me and how he didn't do anything all that crazy. He networked really hard. He, uh, provided a lot of free upfront value. Uh, and he actually had a, started another business uh, that failed during the 90 days. So the business that became uh, the $5 million business was something that he didn't start to like day 50 of the, of the process. Uh, and he even got COVID during it and they're showing all of it. And it was just, you know, for me, it was pretty clear that uh, success is, is going to be determined by consistency, execution, and uh, you know, just, just executing every single day. Uh, and that's kind of the bedrock of what my business has now become. And we kind of help people through that, through that, you know, through that problem. It's like the problem that we solve is like productivity. And when you feel like crap, like you still get it done. And we use sports science and exercise science and neuroscience to make that happen. So that's what I told. Uh, and then like, you know, there's definitely some theme in terms of like, like what's happening in the comments. Like people are like, just, shitting on Grant Cardone. Then there's people who have his back. Uh, and so like, there's a lot of going back and forth like there. At one point I said that he was a billionaire uh, and he's not a billionaire. Uh, and he's grants actually to his credit has actually come out and said like he was uncomfortable with that. Um, so like then people are like going back and forth about that. And I actually did see somebody recommend that you intentionally make mistakes in your, in your TikTok so that people will just correct, you know, uh, comment on it. So, uh, you know, you know, whatever people going back and forth on that. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's freaking to the moon right now. Uh, and then I, and then I did another one that's kind of getting like the, the drip off effect. It's not a real effect, but you know what I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> where, where it's a home before you get going. Yeah, it is what the, the syndrome that I, I quote for everyone uh, that you've made up also last lap syndrome, which I'm sure is a, which I'm sure is a real, I'm sure someone's like, you know, bald signs effect, you know, it's not, it's probably something, someone probably talked about this before, but it is a real freaking syndrome. Yes, it is. It, you don't know what the last lap effect is. It's that last lap 
when you're on the, uh, you know, you're running the last like leg of the mile or something like that. Uh, and you just, you, there's, there's a couple different ways you can talk about the last lap. I always think about it like two where, uh, like you have to go to the bathroom uh, and you can hold it for an hour. But right when you're getting close to the apartment door, I mean, it is like bursting at the seams. So, yes. Or or when you when you're 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 yeah, right, I'll order food. The moment you order food, now you're full blown, full hungry, cannot stop me to eat immediately. <laughs> this delivery driver couldn't be going slower right now. Um, but yeah, so the other one I posted was about how I recorded a podcast every single day for 365 days, which I did in fact do. Uh, and we talked about that and that's getting a lot of love. People, you know, people loving that stuff. Yeah. yeah I can confirm that Sean did record an episode for 365 consecutive episodes. I thought he was a lunatic for doing it. I still think he's a lunatic for doing it. Um, but I understood why he was doing it. It was interesting because they, they, it wasn't the, the thought that you would never have to worry about money again or something like that. If yeah, you, that was, I read in a book that said, if you record a podcast and publish it every single day for 365 days, you'll never worry about money again. I said, I, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, and he did. I decided to go the once or twice a week round, but if you know anything about me and my brother, that makes total sense, which options we both chose. Now, you've stayed consistent, um, though. This is How long has the Star Wars been going on? So I, recl- I don't remember when me and you started, um, but si- month after me where you started. Yeah, but but since we've we've begun, uh, we've got an ad now. We're working with with uh, WinBet, which is awesome. Uh, the podcast is coming along quite nicely, which I'm happy about, and it's uh, it's it's like fun to record. It's one of those things where like, oh shit, I got to do this, and then you get into it, you're like, oh okay, this is fun. Yeah, we just this uh, is, I think of it, it's like kind of relaxing. I don't have to think about. My marketing numbers are <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So now then on top of that, something that I want to add about as far as the business aspect is concerned is I had a uni- there's a TikTok going viral right now um, about Starbucks employees. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's kind of recently viral. Uh, and uh, they have a um, it's a bunch of the employees of a work of a of a TikTok in South Carolina. Uh, it's a clip of this TikTok uh, of these people. It's like s- they say 10 employees standing around a manager and they've handed the manager, I guess, some type of list of demands, uh, what have you. Now, I have come out uh, in the restaurant community uh, as an owner of now of, of three, hopefully to be soon to be six uh, restaurants as a fan of the tipping culture. Uh, and I've given a number of reasons for that, um, and if for no other reason, I've, I've lived up to my, my reputation from this Las Vegas bill, but um, they, uh, the, I had a unique take to it that people probably aren't expecting, and it's not necessarily that I'm siding with the employees. I have no idea what their demands were. I don't know what the hell they're, what they're they could be asking for $100,000 salaries apiece. That would be ludicrous. Obviously, no. Um, but the thing that I, I, I am on their side of is, and I know you'll agree with me on this, is that you can't sit behind the counter at Starbucks, be a barista, and bitch and moan if this part that what you're doing right now, where you're standing and giving what you want and saying either give it to us or we're walking, doesn't take place. You have to do something to try to better what you want. You, otherwise, you, you have no right to complain. And now they, the Starbucks has every right to come back and say, fuck off. This manager has fucking probably no say in what, in what you're requesting. It's completely no say. Yeah, I, I don't I, – I don't constr- this is a publicly traded company. <laughs> so yeah, I, got, I can't do anything about this. But like I said, I completely respect – 
the at the very least taking the action and, and saying, all right, we hate our fucking work environment. We we want this, this, and this. They might be completely unreasonable requests. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I'm on board with this, the the move, then the sit behind the counter and say, oh, this fu- I can't believe they're not doing this. can't believe they're not doing that. Wah, 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 wah. You're actually doing something. And I put a TikTok out this morning about that. Um, it's doing horrible. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll shout you out on my on my TikTok. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I pre- I need it. Um, but meanwhile, Sean over the course of the week and a half has gotten you know twenty thousand followers. I've gotten five hundred, so not quite on the same trajectory uh, as Sean is. But uh, listen, we're here. We're here. We're trying. Well, look, um, that's that's that thing that, that I mean, we this is the whole thing we're doing right now. I mean, you really look at it. It was me and Patrick sat down. I mean, you brought it up couple months back where we said uh, gary of course four four tiktoks a day right mm-hmm. and 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 it'll it'll grow right and then recently you and i had a conversation about how i've come into some information that would lend it to believe that volume is a big player here and if you look at gary's i only looked at two guys gary v well i looked at three i looked at alex hermosi uh, grant cardone and uh gary v Grant and Gary both had 7,000 plus Instagram posts. I had 800 uh, and uh, they don't show on TikTok how much, but Alex Hermosi probably had eight times as much as I did. uh, And we've been posting for pretty much the same amount of time. So what I think is happening is like, you just throw as much out there as you can and eventually stuff sticks and then other things catch on and you find your audience and uh, and so I think that there is a lot to be said for just the consistency and the volume of how much you post, because everything that has caught on for me, at least I would never have guessed. I went to sleep. I went to sleep that one night, woke up with 1200 new followers overnight. I thought there was an error on my account. I was like, this, <laughs> this, this isn't right. This isn't right. Uh, and it's just like, it, you know, and how, who would have you thought in the, know. in the actual Ray Dalio video, I literally say, don't follow me. I say, don't follow me, go follow him. And then people are commenting like, I followed you both. I followed you both. <laughs> like, like, thanks. It's appreciated. But like, that's okay. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, but listen, obviously, uh, you know, there is a business aspect to TikTok that I think people, uh, at least you're making it aware of, of how to grow there. Uh, I mean, again, you've grown like 400% in, in the last uh, week and a half. Um, certainly value there. So very interesting on the on the on the thi- on the uh, business side of the TikTok world and what we're doing. And funny enough, uh, you know, I was just out in Las Vegas for meetings with our fun our our friends over at WinBet. And sorry, we're closed. Funny enough, is brought to you by my friends over at WinBet. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas online sports betting. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper. WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager from straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any exotic proposition wager you can dream up. Sign up today and use promo code XSWC1. And after placing your first $100 wager, you will receive $100 to bet with. That's a new new offer starting in August, uh, which we are now in. There is also a $50 casino bonus for those New Jersey and Michigan as first-time players, again, promo code is XSWC1. There is no better way to enjoy sports with, uh, than with some extra winnings in your pocket to use for all your favorite bets. Betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. Offer some entertaining turning editions at WinBet.com. You must be 21 or older participate. Only available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Hopefully soon to be Massachusetts. 
coming in hot uh, with uh, sports betting. They have, they have approved it. I guess the governor still has to sign it. I don't know exactly when it goes into effect, but uh, excited to start betting uh, up in Mass because I will be up there, um, possibly Sean too, who the fuck knows, uh, but uh, be up there um, working uh, hopefully closely with guys like Julian Edelman um, and um, I think Chris Long maybe. I forget who else, but we're trying to, to, to push out um, uh, the Boston sports betting over at the Encore Casino there uh, in Boston Harbor. Boston Harbor. All right, moving on, folks. Moving on uh, to what was a ridiculous trip in Las Vegas. A ridiculous. I'm sure my brother has some questions, although I'm sure he uh, kind of expects this out of me at, at this point. Um, but uh, as you saw, Sean, uh, my my receipt uh, from the XSXS nightclub has gone viral, uh, largely due to my own doing, uh, but um, with a total bill of $93,000. Now, if you're my mother, uh, please fast forward this next portion. Uh, because she's, she's not, not doing that. She's, she's not taking notes. With, she's taking notes, but she's not thrilled with my spending, as most mothers would be. I completely understand. Um, but a little recap from the night. I had seen Kygo that afternoon. As Sean knows, Kygo is by far my favorite DJ. So I was on cloud nine, decided to continue the day uh, at XS that night um, and saw the chain smokers, actually met the chain smokers, really cool dudes, uh, took some shots with them, which is on brand for me um, and um, had no idea what I spent, which is interesting. Had absolutely no clue what I spent, woke up the next morning, saw a bill and uh, thought it was a mistake, actually called over to my buddy who got us the table um, in excess and said, hey, this is <laughs> this can't be right. I've never even come close to spending this kind of money at a club before in my life. Um, even when I tried hard, I was like, this has got to be some kind of mistake. Uh, he then uh, found out, you know, a good friend of mine actually went out to the, uh, the operations director over there, who's a cool dude as well, um, and just said, hey, listen, this is what we got for you. Showed me everything. I was like, oh, shit, I guess I did it. Um, and uh, here we are. Here we are. Um, and this is, uh, for those of you not aware of this, I don't know how you're not aware of this if you're listening to my podcast, uh, but um, this is what I was referring to earlier in the show about um, why people now believe I'm great at business, which, interestingly enough, Sean, you know, somewhat of an investment here. Um, <laughs> I scrolled past gonna... this. When I saw you, like, when, I, when I saw your TikTok, it started with, like, what's up, guys? Uh, I want to tell you why spending this amount of money is actually a smart move. I was like, next, I'm not listening to that. So if you didn't listen to it, I didn't say it was a smart move. I said it's not as dumb or as ridiculous as you might think. And the reason I said that TikTok, if you didn't listen to it, which you just admitted that you didn't, the TikTok uh, actually talks about what I'm actually purchasing at the club. Um, everyone's like, oh, you know, the Grey Goose bottle is 40 bucks. It's like, yeah, idiot. I'm not purchasing that. Like, yeah, I can go to the liquor store and buy $40, a $40 Grey Goose. The reason why it's 40 bucks over at the liquor store is because they don't have girls in bikinis giving it to you, and they don't have the chain smokers playing in the liquor store. <laughs> so it, the environment is why you charge. Similar to what I do in my own bars, um, I, charge base, I charge a higher price than the place across the street because I'm providing a better environment, and people will spend the higher for the drinks because they're purchasing the environment they're drinking it in, not the actual liquor. Uh, and 
that is the business model that I have chosen in my own places, and that's what I was trying to tell people because my com yeah, my comments were inundated with, I mean, the tweet alone got over 2 million hits. So it was inundated with people being like calling me an idiot for spending this kind of money on liquor when I was like, listen, you can call me an idiot for spending this kind of money in two and a half hours. I get that. But you have to at least know what I'm spending the money on. It's not the liquor. The liquor is just there so you can drink it and have something to do while you're, you're in the environment that you're actually spending the money on. Um, so I wanted to make that abundantly clear. But um, a lot of people want to hear from uh, my server that, I that evening. The server got uh, just under a $20,000 tip. Um, working through that, they obviously they, they, they may have stuff that they have to go through on, this, on that end as far as legal stuff and things like that. I spoke to her briefly uh, via DM. She actually reached out to me. I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to get her in trouble um, uh, with what she said, even though she didn't say anything bad. We, we only talked positively about excess, and I want to make that abundantly clear. I had a great time. Excess is great. They treat you well. Yeah, uh, they, they treat you well. They've done a great thing. Um, they just have uh, concerns in there, which I completely understand. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, she essentially said, uh, one she mentioned, which a lot of people were talking about, was the soup for $64. I also want to make that clear, that the soup that I was purchasing, it was two things of soup and a couple crab cakes. All right, so it wasn't just soup that was $64, although the soup was fantastic, Sean. Yeah, did, you go down, did you go to Rip Ponds while you were down here? <laughs> we did not. But uh, I, I know, obviously, I know it well. Yes, Rip Ponds. Great soup place. I think it looks like a family joint. Um, and I got cream of crab. In New England clam chowder, even though I'm not in New England, still just just delightful. Absolutely just delightful. Crab cakes were good. Not as good as the soup. Um, but anywho, uh, Brittany uh, said that I was fantastic. I mean, how could she not say that I was fantastic? Um, uh, but she apparently tried to stop me from spending this kind of money uh, because we didn't need it. Uh, and she kept telling me how much my tab was. But apparently, Patty Westside was not hearing it which also sounds on par for me. Um, and when I bought the second bottle of, um, of Ace of Spades Rosé, which is a lot of people were questioning what that was on the receipt. It was, I forget the exact connotation it had or what exactly the abbreviation it was, but uh, there was some type of abbreviation that, 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 that were for 20, two bottles for $25,000 a pop. Um, those were Ace of Spades Rosés. And apparently when I purchased my second one, um, that is uh, <laughs> uh, when I uh, apparently I purchased it while they had it was already a half bottle full at the table. So not sure why I did that. Um, but anywho, um, phenomenal even Chasemakers, cool dudes. Try to get them on the pod. Still possibility um, uh, because they are they they're just busy people. Uh, but we're in talks to get them on there. Um, but I mean, just a tremendous tremendous evening. Uh, had by all um, at this place. And um, another funny little thing uh, came from it is that uh, I took um, what looked to be a clear shot at the, the DJ booth with the Chainsmokers. I don't know what it was. I assume tequila? It's got to be the, probably the most recognized, probably the, the more likely scenario because vodka shots are for insane human beings. But I woke up the next morning, and I didn't know why we met them. I asked my buddy. I was like, did the Chainsmokers want to meet me? 
It doesn't seem right. Uh, they're a huge DJ. I don't understand why they would want to meet me. Um, turned out, the reason I got to meet him was because I bought the Ace of Spades Rosé. So uh, that makes more sense, uh, more uh, on brand. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> makes sense they would let me do that. Uh, but I, all I remember was the waitress coming up to me and saying, um, do you want to meet the chain smokers? And I was like, I mean, sure. Uh, I, I guess. And I like the chains of great people, but if I knew what was going on, I probably wouldn't have done that. Um, but anyway, that's my trip in Vegas. Um, one for the books, to say the least, Sean. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> that is what it is. It is uh, what it is. But anyway, uh, as you also can imagine that everyone and their mother from Vegas is trying to get me to come back uh, that I met down there or out there, um, that it won't be happening for a little while. Also, fun little thing, uh, when you're talking about you know, perception and things like that, I won't dive into my personal finances, but I have now been asked to, um, to go and uh, try to uh, buy the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is an interesting little thing. I'm not in currently in talks to buy the Angels, for everyone out there uh, listening. Uh, but I uh, have no we would we would yeah congratulations Matt Tenney uh, for those of you new to the pod uh, please go over to uh, do you have the name you remember the name off the top of your head Sean 10 visuals T-E-N-N T-E-N-N visuals we've already had some people go over there and congratulate him it's an ongoing joke for you new people uh, listening to the pod, please go over to at 10 visuals, T E N N visuals on Instagram and just say congratulations to Matt Tenney. Congratulations, Matt Tenney. He is the head strength coach for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He does not listen to this podcast and has to be confused as to why people are congratulating him randomly on his uh, photography account. <laughs> uh, but uh, his most recent photo has, when this was happening, was he had six comments then seven comments, and then he has one random picture with 45 comments. <laughs> and it is people just absolutely congratulating the hell out of him. I mean, how many congratulations? I mean, okay, we have congrats, Matt Tenney. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. He had 36 people congratulate him on one post. That's insane. He must have been so freaking confused. And next time I see him, I'm just going to be like, hey, congrats, Matt Tenney. He's going to be like, what is this? 36 people have congratulated this man randomly. There is nothing to congratulate him for, not recently, at least not that I know of. Um, but please keep that going. That is one of my favorite things we've been doing on the show. The fact that we're at 36. Last time we checked, we were at like 10. Uh, the fact that we're at 36 is just making, just making my dream come true. Uh, so for everyone that's listening, again, please double down. Even if you've already congratulated him, go back, give him another congratulatory message. Yeah, they're having, they're having a tough time out there. He's got to deal with that Mike Trout back issue. So I'm you're serious. Just everyone he needs some congratulations. He does, you know. That, that, that's, honestly, that's got to be a tough, tough deal to have one of the best players in baseball history. Yeah, that, that's gonna be a tough one. I would be so fucking cautious with him. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 
just lay yeah. there. He's definitely just the guy that just just walks into the walks into the weight room, red shorts, sleeveless shirt on, and one of those like weird bandana baseball guy bandanas, and just loads up the trap bar. And Matt, Matt's is in the background, just like, oh god. <laughs> but he's Mike Trout. Gets to do whatever the hell he wants. Um, let's dive into baseball. But before we dive into baseball, Sean. Um, yeah, before we dive into baseball. Hold on. Before we dive into baseball, WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas. By the way, shout out Win Excess uh, and Encore Beach Club, where I spent this money, um, is in the Win Casino. Fantastic casino. Absolutely love them. Uh, and I'm not, well, I am financially obligated to say that, but uh, I actually do believe it. Great place. I wouldn't have spent that kind of money if I didn't have so much fun there. So uh, shout out them. But Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play, getting all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, they have what you need to win. Sign up today and use promo code XSWC1. After placing your first $100 wager, you receive $100 to bet with. There's also a $50 casino bonus for those in New Jersey and Michigan as a first-time player. Again, the promo code is XSWC1. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 year old to participate. Only available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Um, and for those of you guys listening, uh, please, um, again, new, newbies out there, um, anything you want to see to do as far as uh, win bet and, and, and things like that, we got a lot going on right now. So uh, happy to, uh, uh, to do some boosted parlays and, and maybe some Pat's picks as I do on the Kravis pod, even though they're not gambling picks. Um, maybe some, some Sean's – what's an – what is it? Selections. Sean's – yeah, Sean's selections maybe. Uh, and as we get into um, as we get into football season, you're probably going to fade Sean all the time because all of Sean's selections will be based and centered around West Virginia football. Uh, unless they're doing great, then hammer Sean's picks. <laughs> I will say this: WVU has actually been getting a lot of love in terms of the betting world because their like Vegas projection right now has them at five and a half wins, uh, and I mean. That would be an, an absolute travesty of a season uh, if they get five and a half. I mean, as somebody who goes to their websites and is on the message boards daily, I mean, we need to have eight wins is a bad season this year. We need, we need, we need to be pushing nine or 10. Uh, so they're actually getting a lot of love this year in terms of that. Like I saw that, I saw that they were at five and a half and I was like, I, I might literally go bet on that. I, there's, I don't see a, I don't see a way unless JT Daniels gets injured that that's even on the table, which is possible because he's been injured every single year he's played. <laughs> All right. Well, before we do that, because you just said Vegas odds, let's actually get. Um, yeah. So we got win, it, win bet. Win bet has the same thing. Five and a half wins is the is the. Um, is where the the line is as far as season total wins uh, on winbet.com. Uh, I mean, guys, we played bad last year and won six games. Like, five and a half is, in Neil Brown's fourth year, the best recruits we've ever had. Like, five and a half would be – five and a half gets Neil Brown fired, quite possibly. So – let's 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 quickly talk before we uh, you know we were going to do this at the end but we can do this and we can just switch up baseball and football since we're here we got five and a half wins for west virginia football this year um and by the way congratulations to me and sean as possibly being the new uh uh biggest donors in west virginia history even though we haven't donated a single dollar there yet but listen we're in talks with west virginia football 
We're in talks. Um, but Western Union is five and a half. Uh, if you bet the over, it's minus 110. If you bet the under, it's plus 100. Um, how is the Big 12 looking? Because it makes we believe West Virginia is good enough to win six games this year, but Vegas knows all. Win bet knows all. What what are we thinking as far? We think these are favorable odds for the for West Virginia Mountaineer fans. Um, what are we thinking as far as where the Big Twelve is at? And are there are they loaded to where if we have some hiccups, we could certainly be at that four game win total? Yeah, I mean th- to be honest, it's really not the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is pretty par for the course. I mean, I think you could look at Oklahoma and possibly say that they're down because they have a new coach, but it's Brett Venables, so. Like he's been the most coveted coach in the country for the last five to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I I doubt, and they got plenty of great recruits coming in. So the factory is factory is a rolling. So I don't really think that they're going to have struggle. I think Mike Gundy, Oklahoma state, maybe not as good as they used to be. I think they're, I think they they're losing their quarterback. Can't remember the guy's name, but he was a mobile quarterback. They were actually without him for a little bit last year too, because he was hurt. Uh, Spencer Sanders or something like that. I think. Uh, Baylor's going to be good, but I think the real challenge for the Mountaineers truly is their non-conference schedule uh, because it's tough-ish. They're minus when they, they play home against Towson. Uh, they're on the road at Pitt to open it up, uh, and they are on the road at Virginia Tech. Now, Virginia Tech should be a game that you win because they're, they, we beat them last year. They sucked, and they have a new coach. But home, I mean, on the road – First, let me let me give a quick uh, just to interject here for our sponsors. WinBet, WinBet has West Virginia plus seven, uh, September first, seven p.m. against Pittsburgh uh, at minus one fifteen, uh, plus two twenty on the money line. Um, that's tough. That's tough for us because we want those those three non-conference games. You know, you kind of want to line that up for a W, uh, and I think Pitt is going to be. We're, we're both interesting storyline with the pit game is our, our assumed starting quarterback, JT Daniels uh, and Pitt starting quarterback, uh, both new quarterbacks this year. And they both transferred from USC like three years ago. Uh, so that's kind of cool, but Pitt lost their two best players and they were like, like nationally great. They lost a Heisman finalist uh, and Kenny Pickett. And they lost, I can't remember the guy's name, but they lost uh, like the, best receiver in the country to, he went out to USC. Uh, so I, they're going to be reeling a little bit, not going to be much of a home field advantage over there in Pittsburgh. They never do well there. It's gonna be a lot of Mountaineer, a lot of Mountaineers in that, in that, uh, in that yeah, stadium. Yes. And I think, I think, I think we come out a little bit, a little stronger, like just from, and I don't know much about Pip. I think we're, I think we look a little bit better coming, you know, just from the outside looking in. Certainly I think we're certainly not favored. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Virginia tech will be a challenge because it's, that is going to be a home field environment. I'm going to that game because I want to see Virginia Tech's uh, environment. Uh, so that will be that could certainly pose an issue uh, for our guys. But look, if we have JT Daniels, he's a seasoned quarterback. He's been around the block. Uh, he's played four years of major college football already. He's won a national championship. So I don't I expect him to worry so much about the environment no. there. I think that he's seen that uh, down there in the SEC. <clears throat> but I think that's where, you know, if we can go 3-0 and going in, you know, coming out of that, which is doable, but tough, then I don't, then we'll breeze through the rest. We'll, you know, we'll, we will win three games in the big 12. Um, but I, I, I personally think for the Mountaineers call it for what it is, but I personally think that there's a chance at some point this year, we're like looking at things like how could, could we actually get into the college football playoff? 
we're not. We're not going to get there. But I think it's possible if JT Daniels is, like, really good that we're like, wait a second. If things fall right here, we could find ourselves in the mix. Um, and then eventually do, like, the Mountaineers of, like, we'll drop, like, two games to friggin' Iowa State and, uh, you know, whoever – because I don't think we're going to be that good, but I think we can be in the eight, nine, 10 mix for, for wins in the season, uh, which would be, which would be great. Yeah. Listen, the over under is at 51 and a half. So not a, an aggressively high scoring game. We're not expecting anything insane in that regard. Um, but we are, we are the Western Western Mountaineers are a seven point underdog. Um, and I like that. I, I don't know anything about Pittsburgh. But I like that. I like that. And, you know, is there a chance I put money on Western football every single year, every single time? Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'll do the money line every time. Uh, but, listen, I, I think it's, it's an interesting look at what we're, at what we're expecting from this Western football team, a, a Pittsburgh team who we think is going to be kind of middle of the road, um, and West Virginia, who we think has the ability to kind of get up there. This is a good first test for us. I hate that it's the first game of the season. We have retooled really well on defense and the defensive secondary. We've gotten some really good transfers. Uh, and we have all five offensive linemen returning, which has been the biggest problem for us uh, in the past two years since Holgerson left. Uh, so I would expect JT Daniels to have some solid protection back there. I think that we, we've improved our depth. Neil Brown has proven that he's a great defensive coach. Uh, and we just, we just got Graham Harrell as our offensive coordinator. I think five and a half games would be an absolute travesty. And to counter that, where we're trying to go, this particular team, Alabama Crimson Tide, have a win total over under at 11 and a half. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I saw a video on TikTok this week talking about how two, it was, it was two uh, doing a podcast. And he said that it got really awkward his last year at Alabama because students were bringing their family, their parents to, to the to like this to the lecture to take pictures with Tua. Uh, I remember when I was in college and Steve Slate and Pat White were in school. I mean, they were rock stars, like rock stars. Uh, and they had to pull out and take all take all online courses because it was just madness when they would show up anywhere. I mean, that's got to be it's such a different college experience than me and you have gotten. Yeah, that's gotta be that's gotta be absolutely. I mean, that's gotta be absolutely electric. Um, anyway, we'll continue talking football uh, as we move on. We're going to be a lot of heavy West Virginia school. Uh, I will talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide all the times. So I love Nick Saban. Uh, yeah, that's but, I, if they, that's what I'm saying. Like they're gonna look at your content. They're gonna look at this, and the, and they'll be like, I don't know, if we can bring this guy in. This guy wants Neil's head every week. <laughs> the other guy, super positive. We love it. We love him. We love him. But this guy, he is he is actively and loudly courting Nick Saban to come back <laughs> to school. Listen, this is what we we blew a third. We blew a third and thirteen last week, and he started a petition to fire Neil Brown. <laughs> Listen, I expect excellence. I love Neil Brown. You are an outstanding coach. Give me field passes. I'm coming to Virginia Tech. You can like hook something up. They're gonna be a rowdy fan base, and I'm, I'm worried about my, my my me and my girlfriend's safety. That'd be actually stick. Let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah, seriously, no, but seriously. Um, anywho, um, before we dive in, um, I don't even want to dive into the Red Sox fucking Yankees. Um. The- I don't know, Sean. <laughs> I was saying that they were like a lock for the playoffs. Yankees have dripped off too, but 
you're going there we go talking about dripping off as that's a real saying they've dropped off uh yankees have not been good they've been okay I mean, they've been actually phenomenal but just less phenomenal uh but yeah what happened to the red sox and their sellers they sold off not really they did like a halfsies sell-off it was like a weird thing did, did, did jd martinez move no the only person they moved was vasquez which it was again, it was a weird sell off for them, um, and I just I don't I you know Hein Bloom came out and said that he believes in this team can make a run still and that's why he only did this. Uh, Christian Vasquez, who I believe me and you both know Alex Cora very well, and we and I believe I know Christian very well. Um, you know, I they have such a good relationship, at least back when I was playing, that I think the Red Sox not only possibly land him but if Bloom wants him uh they probably do land him i think christian vasquez would take a hometown discount to come back and play for alex cora um so uh with that being said i think we we might get them back and that might be another reason that's a little bit of an inside take um as far as i know a lot of people think we, we have a good chance of getting him back i think he's the red sox guy to lose and that might be one of the reasons they traded him now knowing that the catcher position really isn't hindering them from becoming uh, making the playoffs this year, hey, go get something a little bit in return because we're going to get him back in the offseason because we, we're almost positive he wants to come back. Um, so I do think that might be pot, pot, part of the, the thought process there. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of the middle-of-the-road team, and, and, I, and we're going to talk about it in, in Sean's Big Finish. Uh, the topic today in Sean's Big Finish is uh, the Angels of Anaheim. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about them, about uh, what uh, something that I've I've posed on Twitter that I want to pose here. Uh, but they, I just we're three and a half games back from the playoff spot uh, with an expanded uh, wild card position. I think we have one extra wild card this year. Uh, it just I think the Yankees had a phenomenal deadline. They went and added exactly what they needed. Some bullpen. Why did they get Harrison Bader? I don't know who Harrison. They they added an outfield bat, Andrew Benatendi, who you definitely needed. Um, yeah, I mean, depth. Depth, I guess. Um, they got rid of Joe. We're just like, screw, screw it. I mean, you guys have so much power in throughout that lineup. You don't really need all that much. Um, I saw the trade go through. I thought they were talking about Josh Hader. And I was like, oh, yes. Mm. Uh, but no. No. No, but you guys got some bullpen help. The, the Yankees addressed needs to to make this team better. Um, they didn't have a blockbuster in there, uh, but they addressed needs to make the team better. And and candidly, from the Yankees' perspective, that's really all you need to do. Um, you don't. You're the you're the best team in baseball still, even with a little bit of a downer July. You're still the best team in baseball. Like you don't need to do all that much. And, you're, and we always talk about the AL East being, from top to bottom, the best division in baseball. And they still are. But you have this Dodger team who is probably considered a, the front runner to see them in the World Series. They're actually, they have but the best record right now. They bought Dodgers do? Yeah. Okay, so the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. But you're talking about the – let's just talk the top four teams in baseball right now. The Yankees and Astros are going to be up with each other in the ALCS to try to win, make the World Series. And right now it's looking like it might be Dodgers and Padres because the Padres just land Juan Soto – I never in a million years thought they'd also land Josh Bell. Um, that's good. They're going to beat up on each other. Uh, you know, both teams are going to be going to be hurting going into the into the World Series if that ends up being those two teams. Um, but both teams have fortified their lineups, have fortified their bullpens. Um, they both look 
very strong. I don't know what the Dodgers necessarily did the the deadline. I didn't see a whole lot from them, but both teams are great. They didn't neither need neither needed to make a blockbuster deal at the deadline, and both of them just added to what they needed to do. So I, I like where the Yankees are. If I'm a Yankee fan right now, I'm thrilled uh, going into the last two months of baseball. As a Red Sox fan, I, I'm I I don't know what to feel. Really concerned for the Red Sox right now. Yeah, like it, it seems like. They're certainly not making a legitimate, uh, op- you know. They're not. They're not like, oh, we're going for the World Series this year. That's obvious. They're going to put some pieces together, see if they can make a, the third wild card, second wild card spot, and you know, they go for. They get hot at the right time. They get hot at the right time. Go for it, guys. You have at it. But that's pretty much all they're going to do. Um, not much else to even really consider. Uh, from a Red Sox Yankee standpoint, uh, the Yankees are still doing well. The Red Sox are still doing shit. See this from a from a pitcher standpoint, how challenging will it be to for those pitchers to now be throwing to somebody else in Boston? Uh, I don't know. You know, it, it's the catcher needs to learn them. I think it's going to be a tougher time for Vasquez out in Houston uh, because he's got to learn all these pitchers. Where from a pitcher standpoint, you just need to let the catcher know what you do. Uh, from a reliever standpoint, it's not all that hard. You tell him what you're, you know, you're a fastball, curveball, fastball splitter, whatever you are, and you're out. You know, he knows the out pitch, and he knows what you like to get ahead with. That's really all you need to learn. And then you kind of finagle throughout the the lineup. But you're working on scouting reports anyway. And for Vasquez out in Houston, that's going to be a little bit tougher because you got to learn that whole pitching uh, rotation. Now you might have some experience with them in years past. You might even know as a hitter because they're in the American League exactly what these guys like so you have some history uh but uh, as far as um uh, it's a much more difficult task for vasquez than it will be for the red sox guys to throw to a new catcher um and who knows they might like them there's gonna be guys that didn't love vasquez probably um there's gonna be guys that loved him and are gonna be like fuck you know what am i gonna do now uh so you have you have both ends of the ends of the spectrum uh but again uh, for vasquez a much more difficult task uh especially on what seemingly is one of the better teams in baseball, uh, and you're kind of leading the pack now. You know, you're expected to not only hit hit for average, which Christian has done a decent job of, uh, but also um, learn this 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 team and learn it quickly. Moving a catcher at the deadline is a tough task. That's a really really tough task. You know, to, to be asking of him uh, with two months left in the season. So um, that is be where I my concern would be more so on the Houston pitching staff rather than the Boston pitching staff, uh, but. You know, Christian, Christian is a is a veteran at this point uh, and should be able to handle it. Um, at least we expect him to be able to handle it um, uh, moving forward. But with that being said, we expect you guys to be betting with us on the Red Sox and Yankees going forward as well as West Virginia football going forward for the rest of the year. And uh, with that thought process, we want you to join our team. Because guess what, Sean? Betting is a team, betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. They've got your ticket to every straight uh, straight bet, parlay, teaser, and props wager all right at your fingertips. The WinBet app is easy to use, so play with the most trusted brand in the industry. Uh, sign up today and use promo code XSWC1. After placing your first $100 wager, you receive $100 to bet with. There's another $50 casino bonus for those in New Jersey, Michigan. Again, the promo code is XSWC1. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or participate. Only available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Um, Sean's Big Finish. Sean's Big Finish. Uh, and uh, the topic today for Sean's Big Finish, usually we have a, a plethora of topics, but this is kind of an in-depth topic that we both will have opinions on uh, that I wanted to give us a little bit more time to do it. 
Um, Sean's big finish today should. They didn't. But should the Los Angeles Angels and of Anaheim sell off and trade Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? Shohei Otani for your for your, uh, Mike Trout's controlled for the next next few years. He signed a huge deal. Shohei Otani, on the other hand, a free agent at the end of 2023, which is next season. Uh, do you know how old Shohei Otani is? 24, Mike Trout. 20, Mike Trout's 30. Yeah, Mike Trout's my age. He should be 31 soon. Um, Shohei Otani, however, um, 28. I figured because he did play in Japan uh, for a while, so I'm not surprised he's a little bit older. Should they sell off? He's going to be free. He's going to, based on what he's doing, you know, there are statistics out there that show that Shohei Otani is doing something we have not seen since Babe Ruth. I don't think they should sell him. You think you should keep him? I think they should keep him because that's that's a piece you can build around. Uh, that's a piece you can win with. He's maybe the greatest player we've ever seen. I mean, he's remarkable. So I'm not getting rid of him. Obviously, Mike Trout's like an excellent player, uh, but at what cost at this point, right? Like, uh, you know, for me, you know, uh, look, we're, we've been in sports for a while now, so we know that something else is going on with the Angels organization. I don't know what it is, but the fact that they never, ever, ever make the playoffs. I mean, they're in L.A. I know they're in Anaheim, and I've been to that stadium. Actually, when you came to our exhibition game for the Lakers, it was across the street from Angel Stadium down there in Anaheim. Uh, I think it was where the, the Anaheim Ducks, I think that's where they play. That's where we were playing. But anyway, uh, so I, I, there's, something, there's something going on there. there there's, 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 it's weird that, that they've never really been able to put it together. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a big market. Uh, I know it's second, I guess it's kind of like Mets-Yankees, but there's, there's, other, there's something else at play. Like they should be able to be in contention for the playoffs instead of being perennially losing uh, and yeah, not making yeah. the playoffs. So like for me, I'm like, we want to address those things first. Is it ownership? Is it, you know, a longtime general manager that just that can't get out or, uh, you know, they had Joe Madden for a while. Like that's, he seems to be a capable manager. So I think that's where I got to look first, but you know, if we're just looking at roster wise, there's, there's no, there's not a lot of value. There, what, what is, trout really bring you know like like in terms of like winning baseball games like I, I mean i get what he brings but like in the grand scheme of things he's a bat you know what i mean like oh tani can win you the freaking game uh you know trout there just has to be other things that occur like you have to have people around trout and i'd rather see you i mean i don't know how much he's making probably like 400 million dollars or something but i'd rather see you take that money and use it towards uh, like a wider range of players. I'd rather see you build depth through the minor leagues, which is a really big deal in, in, in baseball. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't follow them closely enough to know what they do, but there's, there's deeper, there's, there's deeper problems than should I sell on Mike Trout and Otani? I think it's a absolute hard no on Otani. And I think the door can start being open for, for Trout. So I'm glad you said that because I, I, I disagree. So it's good for the podcast. Um, I think, one, with, with Otani uh, uh, being in a free agent in 2023, I don't think there's any chance in hell he signs back with the Angels. Um, ba- yeah, based off of what he's going to do, based off the, the, the demand, the money he's going to command from big market teams, like the, I guarantee you, 
that some big market teams, market teams right now are selling off and preparing their teams to build themselves around a run at Otani at the end of next year. Um, talk about the Cubs who have, will have some money to spend. You're talking about the Boston Red Sox who aren't really out there with a ton of money right now. You're talking about the New York Yankees who do have some money out there, but if they're the New York fucking Yankees. Um, you're, you're, you're talking about these big market clubs you're going to end up competing with who he's going to command a tremendous amount of money. Um, I'm going to use that Mike Trout is, is fairly healthy for argument's sake uh, for this. Um, with his current injury stuff, you're probably going to have to eat some of that contract. I don't think anyone's – but you have to eat the least amount of it now with Mike Trout rather than down the road as he gets older. People are willing because he's Mike Trout. Uh, if they he passes his physicals, you know, guys are willing to say, okay, we, I think we can help him better than those guys. So we sign off on him. You, you, you know, try to get as much money from the Angels as you can, but he's still Mike Trout. Um, again, for argument's sake, we have to say that if I'm the owner of the Angels right now, I'd probably clear, clean house with, the, with, with my, my personnel in the front office. Um, something has gone wrong. Whatever's been consistent over the last however many years, we need a fresh start. Um, we're just not there. We have two of the best baseball players in the history of the game. And we can't even put together a decent enough team to sniff the playoffs right now. Um, and in an expanded format. I mean, you've got six clubs making the playoffs each year now. And, you know, you can't, be out being, you can't be outperformed by the Seattle Mariners. You just can't. Um, and so I sell off both, get as absolute much as you can from the, for these two guys in a, and build this farm as much as you can and then you got to make some adjustments in the front office. you got to go out there and get guys that are known. Go find someone from Tampa Bay. You know, the Dodgers, someone who's learning underneath the, the Dodgers right now who's itching for an opportunity to be a GM for, uh, for a club and, and build a, a system here. Go over to Arizona and get some of those. Uh, go get Mike Hazen. Go get some of these guys that uh, learned under Ben Sherrington. Go get Ben Sherrington from Pittsburgh. Go get these guys who are building farm systems um, that you're going to get uh, this haul, you're going to get back from these these big time players, and attempt um, to uh, to start starting from scratch because your team is not where it needs to be. You've kudos to you for going and getting Trout in the draft years ago. Kudos to you for landing Otani, uh, but you know, Otani's not resigning. Trout's going to be there for the long haul, but you can probably get a, the biggest return you can get for Trout in the in when you can get it, if you can get him healthy uh, right now and. You know, you're in fourth place in the division that you should be competing for the top spot uh, with those two names on it. Um, and there's just other teams that are literally poising themselves right now, preparing themselves right now to make a run at Otani and give them the centerpiece because they're doing what the Angels aren't. They have guys around them that are going to make Otani great. Um, that are going to make Otani a guy that's going to uh, go fight for a World Series. Go, you know, if they can get Trout. Make Trout a centerpiece for a World Series. Uh, so uh, I think you sell. Obviously, the deadline has passed, so you're not selling right now. Uh, but I would do as much as I can to get these guys out of here and get as big of a haul as they can get back. Uh, but, again, two different approaches from, from the Light Brothers here, uh, on what the Angels should do. But um, A little side note on that. As you were talking, I wanted to see what, what they're actually diagnosing Mike Trout with. You know, and it's Costo what is it hold on a sec it is costo costo vertebral dysfunction which is uh, 
one of those doctor terms for I don't really know what's going on. Uh, and based on what I said, it was like it was like dull pain in the upper back. Uh, and I'll tell you this, uh, and this is not just because he's my friend. Matt Tenney is probably one of the few strength coaches in the uh, in Major League Baseball that could probably handle that injury uh, and that can handle it with some savvy. Uh, I think that, you know, I think that you look at like uh, Seattle. I know some guys in Seattle. I think they can handle it. Chicago Cubs, I think they can handle it. Uh, Arizona can definitely handle it. Uh, and, and actually, ironically, I think the Yankees staff could definitely handle it as well. Uh, and I'm, there's probably some other ones mixed out there, but, you know, thinking about like him possibly on the move and where he might want to go. Uh, I, I think he's in good hands there, but there, you know, if that starts becoming a thing, like I know that they consult with, with the sports medicine staff to see if, you know, like, you know, is this something that we should worry about? Can we handle this stuff? And they do that. I know they do that a lot with the drafts and, and I know there's consultations on, on the trade as well on trades as well. Um, so like, if you look at those kind of those, uh, those teams, those are teams that, that would be probably comfortable looking at that diagnosis and saying, I think we can, I think we can work with this. That's, that's a fucking great point. Uh, and something we certainly, I'm going to make sure Miranda clips that because that just noting, and this would be great for major league baseball fans, noting those possible teams um, that um, are really good candidates uh, and have quite, and to make it even more so to add on top of that, just from a business standpoint, because these are candidates of, in the strength conditioning uh, world that are, are solid and show that at least the major league team maybe takes uh, a bit a little bit more seriously and trusts these guys. Because if I know anything about people that you that you say are good, they do some random things that you don't really know what the fuck's going on. Um, so to show that they have that kind of faith in these guys shows that they will listen to them um, and make some really good candidates and may possibly, so you guys know, may have already been consulted by front office people. Hey, what do you got on Trout's thing? He might be available. That happens all the time. They, you know, there's, there's, I, I remember seeing our guys are like, like our coordinators for the sports medicine, sports performance, running around like crazy around the deadline and running around like crazy during the draft, uh, like looking at charts and stuff. And yeah, that's, 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 that's a big one. Shout out to my guy in Pittsburgh too, Raph. He can, Raph, I know Raph can handle it too. Raph can handle, Raph can handle, Raph can handle it. Raph can handle it. Um, although on the athletic training side, not on the strength and conditioning side. Um, but, uh, listen, great, 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 Sean, fucking great show. Great show. Great show. Uh, we certainly got a lot to, we've, we covered a ton, Otani and Trout. We got possible trade, trade, uh, uh, partners for Trout, even with his injury, which is fantastic content. Uh, we talked Red Sox, Yankees, as frustrating as the Red Sox are and how fantastic the Yankees are. Um, uh, we talked a little trade down for both clubs. Talked about a $93,000 bill and Sean going viral on TikTok. So listen, guys, if you're new here, um, go follow either of us on TikTok. That's where a lot of the clips come from. Go follow our YouTube page. Um, follow us on social. I don't really do any socials other than uh, Twitter has uh, – sorry, Close has a Twitter account. Uh, but subscribe to the pod. Leave a review. Um, and listen to us at dropping every single Friday, uh, Friday morning, uh, new episodes out, talking sports, talking TikTok, talking all a gamut of things. I've always wanted to be similar to the Rogan podcast where it's kind of can just go anywhere um, with, a, with a home base of sports because we love to talk about that stuff. So uh, go listen to it. Go, go subscribe to it every Friday. Uh, and until next time, guys, we will see you later. Sorry. We're closed.